Welcome to another episode of Mama Earth Talk. I'm your host, Maris Canal. Realizing just how much waste we generate on a daily basis, I've set a personal goal not only to reduce, reuse, and recycle, but to also educate the world about sustainability and how each of us can help preserve our beautiful planet. Thanks for listening. Let's dig in. about providing you with some tips, some tips that I've been using during my zero waste journey and that has really helped me a lot. So let's just take a step back for those of you that are new to the concept of zero waste. I've actually written an entire blog about zero waste and I'm going to link it up in the show notes and that basically just explains where the term came from and how it went from that to actually a movement, the zero waste movement. Uh, But that's kind of the long answer. The shorter answer is very plain and simple, and that is to try and send zero waste to a landfill. So now we've got that out of the way. Um, let's, Let's kind of look at, you know, when... When it comes to making choices, you know, whether it is buying an apple or a banana, whether you use your produce bag or whether you just chuck it in a normal handbag or, you know, whether you actually sometimes use a paper bag when you forgot your bags, you know, um, or even whether you eat a plant-based diet or whether you have meat, you know, regularly in your diet, all of those things are really a personal choice. And, you know, I'm not here and I don't think it's my place to kind of judge everyone because of their choices. And, you know, if we just look at the apple and banana, you know, the apple might have been a locally grown banana. Uh, the apple might have been a locally grown apple, but the banana had to come from thousands of miles away. Uh, So there's such a large carbon footprint with that. So it's really, you know, so many things that we need to think about. So I just want us to, just for a moment, just like listen to the sentence. Um, There is no perfect choice. No, 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 no perfect choice. So whether you choose the apple today or the banana, There's no perfect choice. There's only a better choice for the environment. So remember that and, you know, give yourself sometimes a little bit of slack. You know, if you are doing so many things, you know, um, and you really want to get that banana today, have it. You know, kind of give yourself that, um, that kind of treat and you know just know that there is no perfect choice only a better choice for the environment but let's try and make those better choices for the environment a lot more so my top 10 tips for getting you to have less waste or to reduce you your waste 
The first one, and I've kind of spoken about some of these throughout the podcast as well. I mean, there's been many episodes. I'll try and link some of them in the show notes back to the others to give you a little bit more in-depth of some of them. But the first one is to kind of do a bin audit. And this is one of the first things that I always recommend people do. You know, if you want to reduce your waste, this is a great way of like kind of giving yourself that starting point, you know, to work from. And you really cannot change what you can't measure. So if it's your first time doing a bin audit, it is super easy. You can either go to your bin now, if you haven't emptied it in the last week or so, and pour it like out, just like empty the bin and have a look right then and there, grab some tongs and go through it. And um, if you do not want to do that, because that option is a little bit, little bit gross um, and not everyone's cup of tea, up for the second one, and that is when you've emptied your bin, so you are clean, fresh, new start of a bin, just have a piece of paper and pencil or pen, whatever you prefer, or you can even um, print out my template for bin, for the bin audit, and just use it. And every time you put something in that bin, tick it off or mark, you know, one cook, one can, one, you know, plastic water bottle. And, you know, after a week, have a look at that paper and see what was the top five stuff that you actually threw away the most. And, you know, look at those five items, pick one of those items, one item that is going to be kind of easy for you to either completely get out of your life or to reduce and you know once you've got that item you're starting to reduce it it is actually now like a habit then move on to the next item and then the next and the next and you know that way you are just going to eliminate so much so this makes makes it just easier for us to actually see how much waste we have and also try and reduce if you have a bin in every bathroom, in the study, in this bedroom, you know, try and like just get rid of most of those bins and just have like one bin in your house or one kind of set up for recycling. So then every time you know you need to throw something away, then, you know, go to your station and do that. And that way you can also see a more realistic kind of, view of what you actually are throwing away. Tip number two is waste in our house is generally, um, is, is re really generated through the items that we bring into our lives. So I think it's very important if you're on this journey to kind of reduce your waste, you know, to look at stuff that you bring in. Because you, you don't want to bring stuff in that's actually unwanted or unneeded. You already have 10 of that item um, because they are going to either cause clutter or you are going to get rid of them within a few months, even a few weeks. So to make this a lot easier, I kind of follow the five R's. So it's refuse, reduce, reuse, recycle and rot. And I've spoken about this so many times. 
So I'm going to link up one of those episodes. Um, But I kind of use it as like a little mantra. So it's something that I do every time when I want to buy something. And it just comes automatically. So I have also more recently kind of done like a 30-day um ban on buying like bigger items so not food items otherwise we might starve um but you know it is something like if i want to buy a new piece of equipment or you know anything that is kind of a little bit of a larger um expense or something that's not food related then i would kind of look at it go through the five r's see Do I still really need it after I've gone through the five hours? If the answer is yes, then I normally give myself about 30 days. And if after that 30 days, I go through the five hours again, still feel I need this item, then, you know, I will only make the purchase. Because sometimes I find when I do that, when it comes to day 30, I've already made a solution with something else that we had and it's no longer needed. So it's just little things like that. And then the third one is to set yourself up for success. And you can do that by creating a few kits to help you to reduce your waste. So one of the first kits is like a sustainability kit. So it's a kit that I always have with me. Um, with like beeswax wraps, reusable cutlery, my reusable water bottle, that is the biggest thing in there, and um, a produce bag. Then I have the second kit, which is the always in the car, and that is just a few produce bags, a few um, reusable bags, and that's, that's basically always in the car, and also some stasher and glass jars. So whenever it's like a spur of the moment thing, which happens less now because I do meal planning and everything. But, you know, if there is something that, you know, we need, that I know we need, and I'm close by to a bulk food store, then, you know, sometimes I do um, pick up something. But I try not to buy anything that's not on my shopping list and we'll go through it in the next point. And then the third kind of, um, you know, kit that I've set up is a cupboard that's or a drawer um, that's close to our front door. And that's kind of where we house or keep all of our reusable items. So it's super handy. Um, As you walk out, I can grab a few items. I don't have to, you know, run around the kitchen or the house trying to find where's my reusable cup where's this, where's that? So it's super, 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 super easy. And that way you kind of set yourself up for the success because then you are prepared for every situation. And then just remember to remember them. So never leave the home without your sustainability kit. Um, Most of the times if I'm just going for a walk or I'm popping out somewhere and I know it's like not meal time, definitely not having food, but then I still have my water bottle and sometimes a beeswax wrap just in case. So number four is we look at the food waste. So food waste is a big issue because when food waste actually goes into the landfill, it causes methane gas and that is extremely harmful to the environment. And if we just look at our bins, you know, on average, almost 40% 
of what goes into our landfill bins is actually food waste. So there are so many ways how we can reduce our food waste. One of the big ones is meal planning. So sit down, have a look, what's in your fridge, what's in the freezer, what's in the pantry, and then kind of build your meal plan around that. And then if there is stuff that you need to go and buy uh, for your week's meal plan, then add that onto a list. When you go to the store, make sure you only buy those items. And a bonus tip for you guys, do not, I repeat, do not go to the store if you are a bit hungry. That might lead to a few extra items finding its way into your cart, believe me. So when you are at the store, also look out for like items that's kind of on sale due to the fact that tomorrow is their best before date. So some stores legally, they cannot sell it to you on those days. So typically the day before, it is either on sale or they just throw it out. So have a look for that, um, because that will obviously save your money. And also that item will end up in a bin that evening if it's not sold or, you know, collected. So yeah, just just have a look at that. And, um, and also look at the way that you store your food. You know, just today when you, when you go and buy something new with, you know, whether it's carrots, lettuce or anything, just Google is your friend, remember that. And just Google what is the best way to keep my carrots fresh uh, for longer. And most of the cases they would say, it would be to place the carrots in water in your freezer and it will stay crisp for longer. And like with your lettuce, you can pop it in a um, either a produce bag that you kind of, you know, have wet. So it's like a damp one and um, or tea towel. You can wrap it up in a tea towel. Some people would even put it in a container wrapped in a tea towel with, you know, all sorts of stuff in it. So there's all different ways and each of these way actually help you to just extend the life of your food. And what I also do a lot is if I see something's about to go off and I know there's no way we're gonna have that before it goes off, then I see what can I do with it? Is it a way I can freeze it? Or how can I um, just like make it that it lasts longer? Is it something that I'm gonna pickle now or, you know, there is so many, so many different ideas. This is just to kind of get those juices flowing, have a look, have a think, and just be creative. And the fifth tip is to actually start growing your own food. And what I love about this tip is so many people would, you know, say, oh my goodness, you know, I, I don't want to grow my own food because it's super hard. But what I love about this, even if you just grow a few herbs, this whole process makes us really get more appreciation for what it takes to grow food. And it also gives us more accountability to not waste our food because now you've kind of see how much water it is, how much time it's taking, how much of an effort it is to actually keep these stuff alive. So I love that, and especially with children, if you have kids, you know, have them kind of be involved with that process as well, because it will definitely make them think twice. 
about leaving some food on that plate. And then the sixth tip is when you do go grocery shopping, you know, try to reduce the amount of packaging you buy stuff in. And, you know, if you have access to bulk food stores, amazing, you know, they always allow you to use your own containers, which is great. And I've managed to shop like kind of, you know, package free in a lot of mainstream stores as well. So if they've got a deli, a bakery or anywhere where people kind of serve you with stuff, um, you know, you can go to those counters give them your container and just ask them. But, you know, yeah, not really like ask them like, oh, can you fill it in here? Like kind of give them that container, be confident and just say, hey, can you please put my cheese in here? You know, thank you. And um, if they've got an issue, obviously, you know, talk to the manager. I'm sure that should be okay. Um, But yeah, that's just that's just some great, you know, tips and stuff. And You know, if you have your shopping list ready and you are heading to a bulk food store, make sure you take a container for each of these items. I usually, when I do the containers, I will measure um, or weigh each container at home. So that makes it just a little bit easier at um, the bulk food store because then I don't have to worry about weighing my containers before and yeah just kind of speeds it up and also if there's loads of people and the scale's busy then you know you're already wide so you can just go to the checkout so in case you for you forgot like your reusable bags you know ask for a box or just put all the stuff in the trolley and push it to your car unbagged that's important and um and yeah just put it in your car when you get home go and grab the bags put it in or you know just carry it little by little i promise you you'll remember the next time i've also had my handbag you know double as like a reusable as well the seventh one is to avoid any takeaway food items so when i go out for a coffee i love sitting down in a cafe in a restaurant and just have their coffee in a ceramic mug or cup and um so before i actually order my coffee that's one of the first things i i ask them do you serve it in a ceramic mug or cup if the answer is no then i'm like thank you please try and get some or you know have a cup library or something because that's why i'm not having coffee today here with you and go to a place that actually has. Um, uh, so by doing this, I do not have to, you know, take a takeaway container, and I also don't have to use my own and wash it afterwards, which is great as well. But if you love coffee on the go, or you know, you know that you're gonna go for a takeout today and sit and eat by your desk rather than at a cafe or restaurant then it's great to have these reusable. So look at look at some more durable options that will actually last you quite some time. I mean, with some of the stuff we've got, I bought a lot of our stuff as I was on the journey in like 2017 and 2018, and they are still in pristine condition and we still use them. So yeah, then top number eight, Top tip number eight is to go green with cleaning. So phase out all your existing cleaning products 
as they get emptied to a more sustainable option. So if you are very health conscious and you look at some of those ingredients on your stuff and you're like, whoo, hell no, never using that again, try and see if there's someone else that would use it. Um, and not like you wanna give them all of these chemical filled stuff, but if they were going to buy it at the local store, then rather give it to someone, you know, go on your local buy nothing group and just say, you've got all of these stuff if someone wants it. And then, you know, I started making the majority of my own cleaning products myself. And they're made from ingredients that you can found, find in your pantry. So super, super cheap. And there's just no chemicals. So I really love to have stuff in, um, in our house that I know, especially with cleaning products, if something happens, God forbid, um, someone drinks or a little small child drink our cleaning product, they might have a little bit of a runny tummy, but that's the worst it's going to get for them. So whereas if they have to, um, you know, drink some of the chemical filled stuff, that's some serious stuff, you know. Um, and that's very life-threatening as well. So that's one of the things that I really love about the green cleaning solutions is that it is more safer for us and also great for the environment. So some of the stuff that I make is like a hard watermark remover. So usually for the shower when there's all of these hard marks, I also use that to like spray the toilet. And um, if there's some little bit harder stains, I use that. I do have a kitchen cleaner that I spray all the kitchen counters with. I've got a window cleaner for like the mirrors and windows. And then I've got these little gray toilet bombs that I make. So I would usually just pop one in the toilet, give it a little bit of scrub and that's it. And I also have like some scrubbing paste. So there's really hard to get to stuff then I use this like little scrubbing paste just like with an old toothbrush and it works miracles. So I'm going to link those recipes up for you guys. So do try them out. Let me know if you've tried any of them and what's your feedback. And if you have some recipes, share them with us as well. So, um, you know, some other stuff, I don't make all of my cleaning products. I do still buy stuff from the bulk food store. So that's stuff like my dishwashing liquid, um, my dishwashing powder, and also my laundry liquid. The laundry liquid is actually from a service that I buy and then they just, um, I send back the empties and they refill it. So that's quite, quite great as well. Um, and also replace some of your single use items that you have, you know, like your paper towels. I've just switched that for reusable items um, that I wash with our laundry. And that's just like, you know, the normal, um, if you just want to use a hand towel or paper towel to dry up something or give it a bit of a clean. So for that, I've got these like small little um, cloths. And then for other stuff, which is a bit more oily. <laughs> so if I make like fry our falafels or something and I want to, you know, have a paper towel to actually drain some of the oil. So I no longer use that paper towel. I actually use a um, tea towel. That's specifically, that's the oily tea towel. But you could also use old pillowcases and, you know, um, tablecloths that you no longer use. Just cut it in reasonable sizes 
and start using it. Super, super easy. The tip number nine is to, um, oh, sorry, completely forgot. Also about some of the, um, the stuff that I swapped out in the kitchen is like, you know, your dish brush or your bottle cleaner or little scrubbies or stuff. I no longer use those nasty little yellow sponges that's full of plastic and that you can only use for like a week or two and then they smell and then you have to throw them out. So I've switched to bamboo brushes like, you know, loofahs and also there's some great Koya products as well. So coconut Koya. Um, and I've also s traded our like nasty smelly mop and bucket for a really awesome steamer. And you know, to clean the entire house floor, it uses less than 500 mils of water. So I'm saving a lot. Yes, I am using electricity, but I am not using any cleaning product when I kind of mop the floor. It's so cool, it's so easy. So now finally, tip number nine, going green in the bathroom. So first of all, the bins that used to be in the bathroom, it's no longer there. We only have one bin. And now we are starting to phase out any plastic bottled items from your bathroom and, you know, as well as disposable items that's not really recyclable. So we have a look at different options and this can be really different from person to person. If you realize you've got so much stuff full of chemicals, full of all sorts of nasties, again, give it to someone that will use it, that is gonna buy that stuff in any way, um, and then kind of, you know, switch to more or better sustainable options. So one of the easy switches is just switching to a um, bamboo toothbrush. So regular plastic toothbrush that's gonna be around forever and ever, you know, just, just have a look at that. And also your toothpaste, because the normal toothpaste that we buy from the store, they are not, the tubes are not really recyclable. So super hard to recycle. So many different layers of materials. So have a look at, you know, at your bulk food store. Do they have like either these little tablets that you can, um, you know, buy or refillable option? And even, you know, some, some places like Lush, they have those toothy tabs. And that container is, first of all, it is made from a recycled um, plastic already, but you can also recycle it again. Um, so look for options that can actually be recycled. And also try and make your own. I've tried a few recipes, not loving it. So I'm still trying to find the best toothpaste. Any ideas, let me know. Um, the razor, just opt for something that use a double edge razor blade. Uh, I use Leaf and I spoken to one of the founders in one of the episodes, I'll link it up here as well. And just love it, absolutely love it. They, the blades are so easy to be replaced and super easy to be recycled. You know, if you just look at some of the regular razors, not so easy. And um, it is obviously an initial, you know, price tag that you pay, it's quite heavy. Um, but afterwards, oh my goodness, you know, we've bought 
me and my husband bought both our leaf razors in 2018 and we got a packet of blades i think we had about 20 i want to say 20 blades in there and we have not bought a new packet of blades since then so literally your blades can cost you maybe one or two dollars a year that's it you know compare that to what you're currently paying you're gonna save so much and it's also so much better for the environment then when we look at sanitary options so a little bit of a sensitive topic sometimes but i feel we need to voice it as loud and proud as we can because not only is this reusable options so much better for you it is so much better for the environment as well and you know if you look at the average woman how much money you would spend on sanitary sanitary wear products over your lifetime that's almost about twenty thousand dollars and in one of my previous episodes i spoke with um vanessa from uh, women's space so we talk all about sanitary items and why it's great for you to switch but you know it's there's just so much benefit so do try it out and you know speak to people that has tried it out you know if you guys have any questions ask me i'll be more than happy to kind of help you and guide you on this journey as well the other thing is makeup remover pads so app for op op for ones that's easy to wash and reusable. Again, the ones I've been using since 2018, still in good condition. I wash them every week with our laundry and that's it, you know, super, super easy. And I've also started making a lot of my own products. And, you know, like foaming face wash, day cream with sun protection, night cream, hydrating mist, and like an eye eye oil and i know it sounds fancy and you know like oh i can never make that but super easy few ingredients few minutes and you're all set you know and it is just so much it works so much cheaper to do it like that and then the other thing is you know to also switch from your bottle soap body wash shaving creams to bars so I love using the bars. Um, I know some people still don't love the bars as much, but there's also refill options from local bulk stores where you know you can buy your shampoo or whatever. So that's quite cool. And um, another thing that I've switched out for or switched out was deodorant. So I no longer have like a roll-on or you know antiperspirant spray that I use. I just use a potassium crystal. Um, the company, it's like called Bjork or something. Um, so it comes like in a little cork. And so it's totally plastic free. Uh, we've used one previously. It does start to crumble a little after you've used it. I would say, geez, close to a year. Then it sometimes start crumbling. And then I've just like put it in a little like... Um, like very thin stocking and still use it until it's literally gone and you do still sweat with it but no smell no smell at all and you know obviously it is healthy for us to sweat but you just don't want to smell so i just love it it's really awesome 
And number 10, so this is the final tip. Finally, we're here, we're at number 10. And that is to get involved with your local community. Like, it sounds like hoo-ha, but um, it's amazing to get involved. You know, there's so many great things that's going on and that can really help you to reduce your waste. And one of those things is, you know, join your local buy nothing group. If you've never heard of a buy nothing group, go and Google it now. Check on Facebook, where's your your closest um, buy nothing group? And just kind of, you know, start connecting. And, you know, if you've got stuff that it, that's extra or anything, you know, have a look, put it on there and give it a second home. If you need something like, I don't know, you want to go camping for the weekend, but you're not very big on camping, so you might only just want to use this tent once and that's it. You know, maybe I'm um, just like put on the group like, you know, uh, I would love to go camping this weekend. I really need a tent. Does anyone have one I can borrow? And there will probably be a few people that's going to reply on that saying, no worries, you can borrow my tent. This is actually what we've been doing um, with our dog, little Miss Piper that you guys will meet. Um, so we don't have her yet. We're still preparing. She's only coming in two weeks. But um, what I've done is I've kind of made a list of everything that it is that we need to get for her. You know, we, we don't have anything, nothing, not, no water bowls, no um, like dog bed, nothing. So what I've done is I've kind of, you know, created a little collage with some images and stuff of the stuff that we need. And I put it on our local buy nothing group. And I kid you not, within a few hours, I had like, you know, the playpen that we want to put her in just as she's slowly adjusting in our house. Someone's like, you know, you can borrow mine for a few weeks, happy to do it. We got so many collars and like leashes and, you know, the ones we're not going to use, I'm, I'm donating to the, the, the adoption agency where I'm getting her from. And also toys, so many good quality toys that people bought and, you know, they thought they, their dogs were going to love it, but then end up not loving it so much. Uh, so it's great. And, you know, now at least I can do that as a step. And then the second step is to go to some of the like donation stores like Good Sammy, Salvation Army and have a look and see, do they have any of those items? Because typically you'll pick it up for almost next to nothing, uh, which is great. And then you keeping stuff um, that's already in the system, in the system. So you don't go out and buy new stuff. So yes, we will probably um, end up buying a few stuff for her and I'm going to try and get as sustainable as possible. But, you know, to explore the local community options first, I think is always great. And it's something that I've been doing more and more. So when I, you know, need something, I just go to that. So guys, I hope you have found these tips valuable. I know sometimes it can be like, woo, it's overwhelming, but really excited to share them with you. And if any of them's actually helped you, to reduce your waste, let me know. Just like send me a message um, on Instagram, Zero Waste Mariska, or the podcast Mama Earth Talk. And if you are already using some other tips or 
something new that I didn't mention, let me know. I absolutely love hearing from you guys. So yeah, it's great connecting. And as always, thank you so much for listening and for being part of our Crazy Bird Squad. And I hope you guys have a super fantastic day. Sending you lots and lots of love. Have a good one. And that's a wrap. You can find the show notes of this episode on the MamaEarthTalk.com's website. The biggest thank you goes out to all of you crazy birds for listening to the podcast. If you have not already listened to all of the episodes, you can go back to a few of them. You will absolutely love them. I really enjoyed recording every single one of them. And I really hope that you enjoy listening to them. There's over a hundred episodes. So if you feel a little bit lost on which one to listen to next, maybe select one of the episodes with guests that you might want to know more of and start from there. If you enjoy the episodes, why not tell a friend about the podcast and maybe share an episode with them. Let them know that we are here and we are waiting for them with open arms and they are all very welcome to join the crazy birds globally. If you have a question for me, please send them over. The best place would probably be a DM on Instagram at Design by Mariska or pop me an email at hello at mamaearthtalk.com. If there's a particular guest or topic that you would like to hear on the podcast, let me know. I love to hear from all you crazy birds. New episodes are uploaded every second Monday, so make sure to subscribe that you do not miss a thing. Mama Earth has a voice and it's us crazy birds.